0: I can't put everything on, but I'm saying to you and what I was continuing of what I was saying the other day is that we have an opportunity to cultivate ourselves and to be fully in everything that we're doing. So like if I'm, you know, I guess people that are moving at the speed of light, they might be frustrated, but sometimes I, I, like I'm seeing a reading and I'm like, get to the point. Or get to this or get to that. And I I just don't like wasting time. I do not like wasting time. But if I'm in a mode where I'm literally... it's, It's conduct... What do they call that? Productive daydreaming or whatever. I'm fully in it. I'm fully in it. I have to be relaxed to get in that state. So that I can create. Maybe that's not how everyone has... We need to realize that everyone has a different style of creating and everyone has a different style of learning. Some, some person may get a huge script and they can just look at it. And maybe without much mumbling or saying it aloud, just from visual, they've got it. And that, that's a gift. And that's amazing. And then some people are more Audio where they didn't see it, but they heard it. And, uh, you know, maybe they just ran the lines in rehearsal many times, but they didn't really deep read it, but they got it because they, they heard it. There's different types of learning and there's different ways of being. So here I am right now. And, you know, I guess somebody like him, I don't know if, he was so angry with me that he just wanted to try to rob me of my peace but there's nobody that's going to rob me of my peace honey I hate to tell you even if I'm sitting here and I'm cutting these little vegetables i I've had I've had Japanese roommates uh, and Korean sweetmates or whatever and I learned a tremendous lot from them it was just about I don't even think they noticed it is the mindfulness of just doing something simple and fully just being there and doing it. And, you know, when you're free on that level, then your subconscious can be doing things, but it's not as if you're like, Oh God, I gotta try to do this and try to do the, it's not like that. It's more like you're free. And because you're free, You can, you can dream and dreaming is very important because dreaming is, it's almost like meditation. It's almost like praying. It's almost like visualization. And when I realized the times in my life where I went through so much with my mom and I was dealing with so much of her stuff and her illness and everything, and I think about the darkest time That was when I had stopped, I had stopped dreaming. I had stopped dreaming my own dreams. And I don't mean like, ooh, when I grow up, I want to be, no, I mean like little, like I'm a person that all day long I'm getting visions and inspirations and hearing stuff and whatever. And I just literally was in a hospital so much of the time that I just, that was the only picture that was in front of me. And it was like, I always had to be on guard, like, pick up my this, get my this. Like, it's like you have, you know, it's kind of a little bit how I'm dealing with my dad right now and him kind of like, like I'm supposed to anticipate his every need when I'm, 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 I'm a separate being. I'm living my own life. I'm living here. I'm helping you, but, uh, I, I don't know when your clothes need to be washed I don't know if you have a specific place that you put the clothes when you're done. And when I see them there, I can take them. Then then that's one thing. But if you haven't established that you can't go off on me. And Why didn't you do my clothes? And didn't you know that I had finished that? That that is unacceptable. Everyone is responsible for themselves. And, and you can't be around people that are making you jump. Now, you know. There are certain situations that we just have to go through in life. And, you know, I've had to learn as much as I know. I've, I've learned a lot in how to deal, again, with caustic personalities. I'm always running from caustic personalities. That's why I think I, I try to isolate myself because I'm extremely... I wouldn't say... When you say sensitive, oh, it sounds like sensitive like that, but I don't mean that way. I mean in the way that I can pick up on emotions very, very easily, you know, and I have to rid myself of those emotions. So if I'm de- I was dealing at both ends with two men that were extremely negative, you know, and I had to figure out, plus I had my my other stress, you know, and if you have different illnesses or whatever... You need to have ways of relieving yourself. And I wasn't... Whenever I've stopped making my videos, my videos, that's where you put that, that life energy of yourself. And that's why we need work. That's why we need work. Because that's where we're putting our God energy. If you have, if you, you have a love partner and you're making a baby and you have a child, then you, and you're a mother, you're putting your love energy there. Uh, one show that I'd like to have down the road is like uh, the functioning of women in the Native American tribe, how they use their energy. That's, it's very, very important that we as women understand the type of energy that we have and how we use that energy very 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 important uh that we recognize that and that we are different from men even though we compete and we work with them or whatever how we handle stress is different how we you know approach problem solving is different our aesthetic is different our reactions are different you know and um Sometimes in order to to play, we might have to get as tough as them. But, you know, women weren't made to have all this stress retention, you know. And men are desensitized to it because we've done all this feminizing, you know. So it's definitely something to be aware of. And I hope that a new type of femininity evolves, that you can be feminine and you can fight. But you can fight without having to take on the aggression of the masculine nature. And that happens when we recommit ourselves to that that nurturing state. You can't undo that. That's in our natural programming. So if you understand that, then even if you're a director, even if you're an architect, if you're a conductor, whatever it is that you're doing, You understand that you're nurturing something. You're nurturing Mm -hmm. the peace. You're nurturing the meal. You're nurturing in the way that you create. It's understanding the divine feminine energy. And once you tap into that, it's a different kind of power. I don't know if you guys overheard the conversation with my friend the other day where he's like, I didn't tell him anything. And I hadn't talked to him in a while. And he was just like, oh my God. You sound just like you. And I was like, okay. He's like, no, I haven't heard you sound this free in so long. And and I think about what did I what had I done was mentally I had released myself from the bondage of manipulators in the sense that i just was like, you know what? I kept trying to fight them and win and whatever and i love i love competing, you know, going head to head and whatever, especially if i'm fighting for justice and all that. I love that. But I was like, this isn't worth it. It's not worth it cuz this is a these are people who are sick. These are people who are just they have they don't know how to use their energy so they're sucking yours you know what i mean and i'm like you you know better than this you know but sometimes you're in situations and you just get sucked into just the way that it is you know and i just at a certain point i was just like i had to even stop making my videos and that was hard for me cuz i was like oh god that's why i've been putting my god energy if I'm not making videos, what is my internal compass? And I gotta learn this and I gotta learn that. And I was just like, something occurred to me, it's like, no girl, if you don't get your life together, you know, in terms of just how can you fight for anything if you have no energy? You know, if you you need to slow it down and and you need to put that nurturing energy, that chi you know, that the martial artists talk about. You need to put that into shaping your life and not just about work and not just about relationships and not just dealing with your father and not just, you know, trying to discipline this house, but shaping, like, you know, just how, what is your vibe? What frequency are you on? It's like when you get so kind of turned around by what a lot of other people can put demands on you. You know, like this dude had me doing his work and then had everybody was shame, trying to publicly shame me into doing his work and not paying me and double crossing me. And I was like, I don't have to, I don't have to accept that. I don't have to give you my work. And I can put that energy into getting myself grounded again, and that's what I did. I took myself off of Twitter. I love Twitter. Make no mistake, but I took my—I haven't been on Twitter in a while, and it feels good. You know, I'm sure I'm, there's a lot of funny things I'd like or whatever, but I needed to. Detox from social media for a while. I'm already, you know, so exposed with that kind of stuff. But I was like, you know what? You need to take some time for yourself. And it's more than self-care. It's finding your inner... Whatever it is. You, you are your most important thing. I don't care who it is, a husband, kids, whatever. If if you aren't in your flow, you can't help anybody. You can't do anything. So I'm just, I'm dialing it back and I'm putting that, I'm putting that love and that nurturing energy. I'm doing it, I'm, I don't eat perfectly, but I made that pie that has no sugar in it and it was awesome. And yes, I had it with a little, um, Ice cream, but I'm actually losing weight. I can feel that I'm losing weight, and different things by my clothes and how I'm walking, or whatever. And I'm like, wow, what is it? It's like I'm so much more active than I was, and I really, I I, I think I'm doing less. With I'm only having good fats, cooking with real butter, real oil. Um, I'm trying to stay away from the meat, but you know they say. I, I I was feeling extremely anemic, and I needed to just, I don't know, a lot of people say you don't need it if you have the broccoli and you have certain things, and some people say, the doctors or whatever say, oh, broccoli throws off your estrogen or whatever, and then, I mean, there's always something with something. You got to eat what you got to just keep it real. You got to eat what you have, but um, I feel... Until I know what's going on, I think not knowing what's going on and not feeling in control, you know, that can happen. And it's like even my tarot can't help me with knowing, you know, I still am concerned about getting my justice, you know. And I know so many situations where people are not doing as they should and no one's saying anything. So don't think that I'm like sitting here like, oh, everything's going to be. I don't take anything for granted. Nothing. Um, But I'm just like my friend asked me to help him with some music stuff. Um, I know that when I get a chance and I have the time, I'm going to want to design, you know, design different products, design different clothes and stuff like that. So I was thinking about that the other days, that people are like, well, once you get past this, then you'll just be in the background. I'm like, uh, no, I didn't work this hard to just be in the background. But not only that, it's not about that. If When you're a person that does multiple things, there is a flow to creativity. There's a natural organization in creativity. Um, There are certain people's careers that they're very, very smart about what they choose. There's a time for them to dance. There's a time for them to host a show. There's a time for them to sing. There's a time for them to be in movies or to produce their own television shows. And uh, you have male male, males like uh, Ben Affleck or whatever. He and Ben write things and they still are behind the camera and still get to play Batman. So why would I... Be like, oh, because I'm a director or I'm writing now, I got to go, you know, hide somewhere. Hell no, I ain't doing that. Not after all of this work, I'm not hiding anywhere. And if I'm constantly in touch with the world with every single minute, I'm going to want to touch everything. I'm going to want to, you know, creatively be involved in as much as I can. If I am given that opportunity to share my creativity and improve things. I'm going to want to do that in many different areas, not not for me, but to literally just make it better. So, you know, I just, maybe people don't know. They don't know what I want. They don't know what I want because I'm saying, well, you know, I'd like to get my health back and my strength and, uh, you know, after being, shamed so long about being out of shape. Do I really write this second? Am I worried about being on camera? No, I'm not. I'm needing to regain my strength and, you know, be able to move and get my skin under control. I want that. I want that before I'm working in that medium. It's a visual medium and how you are perceived is everything. And if I want to feel comfortable and be confident in everything, there's some steps that are going to have to happen. So even though some people may just think, oh, well, just do anything, you know, I work too hard. I just, I've waited too long and I've worked too hard for it to be that. And they they just don't get it, you know, and I just, maybe they mean well, they just don't get it, you know. So uh, I got to protect myself and just... I try to offend people, but just, you know, be like, you know, you need to step back because I'm, I'm not, who knows? It could be once, once I am able to go in a pool again and, you know, have the skin treatments and the things that I need, maybe things will happen immediately. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get, uh, my alignment back, but I've been through hell and I'm gonna give myself a little space to recover just because people look fine and I do feel fine. But you know, I I know, I know what it's like when people emotionally rush. Like when my parents first got divorced the first time and my mom just thought, Oh yeah, let's just dive headfirst back into everything. And my sisters and I, we never had a chance to talk about how we felt. And, you know, we had to move and we had to this and the that. That's not good. We are human beings and you cannot rush that kind of stuff. Sometimes a new place can change your perspective and anything can change in any amount of time. But we need to start understanding time again. Why, why does dinner have to be in 10 minutes? Why cannot we quiet our minds and chop vegetables very quietly and look how beautiful these vegetables are in the pan and look at the colors, look at all of this. If you're an artist, if you're an artist, how are you not inspired by this, first of all, the spiritual aspect of Thanksgiving that you have this fresh food? that you're someplace and you have this fresh food and there's somebody in Venezuela or whatever the heck that they are and they're eating, in Haiti, they're eating rock sandwiches. You have to give thanks. You have to take a minute to look at look, look at this. If you go to yoga at all or whatever, and I'm not advocating it, but I'm saying the, the, the prayers that you say over your food, when you say bless this food before i consume it you're giving it a frequency and you're telling when you're when, you're, when you when we when you say grace you are putting a blessing over the food this is when this blessing comes into me this is what this food is going to do it's going to it's going to heal me inside it's going to give my body strength it's going to do all this kind of stuff if you're an artist, maybe you, you, you look at this and you took the time for dinner and now you want to paint it. Or now your little girl, you, you point out how beautiful it is and your kids want to do a little painting of it or they want to glue the macaroni to the refrigerator or, you know, or you're a singer-songwriter or you're a comedian or whatever, whatever. Everything in your life, that is the fruit of your life to feed your art, there should never be a time. I'm seeing so many artists and especially writers talking about. I I can't even say the word, but you know when they talk about oh I have nothing to write about I can't write. If you are always engaged in life, and learning, and you're having experiences, you're always gonna have something to write about. And you don't need to always. Just go outside of yourself to find out these things. When you, when you dig deeper inside of yourself, which for some people might be a little uncomfortable, but when you do it, and then you put that into your art, and you look back on that, you can look back five years, you can look back one year, you can look back two years, whatever it is you can look back two weeks or a week ago, you can learn from where you were, where your mind was, when you created that. How did that taste? What, what is this? If you, if you were looking at Italian culture, and you're American, and you studied about it, and you're looking at this food, and you're using the seasonings, and you're in your mind... You can do so many things with your imagination, with everything that you do. You should never have a moment where you're not inspired, or or you have a character, or whatever it is. There's a story in everything that we do. There's a picture here. There's a frequency here. There's sound here, there's music here, there's smells here, there are colors here, there are textures here. And it's fragrant. But even just the time that it took me to say and list those things, I had to experience each thing that I listed, right? We don't even give ourselves enough time to appreciate the time that it took to even say all those things that it was. Because we're gobbling it down. And that's something I really do want to go to Italy. And I was looking at Italy and I was like, Oh, if I was getting married when I go to Italy. want to go to Italy. Anyway. But I was looking at the Italians. And I was looking at uh, some pictures of Sophia Loren and all that kind of stuff. And... um Look at how much time that they take to interact with each other. You know that two-hour lunch where they're whatever they're feeling da 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 with the hands and the knees and the da and all you know all of that. They are connecting to each other and connecting with each other. Also, the Spanish do this. We had people from Spain stay with us many times. And it was just such a beautiful thing to see. Even if they weren't related, they were so cued into each other. Their humanity was beautiful. And taking that time, we Americans would never do that. Maybe once in a blue moon, maybe on the holidays. These people, they do this. They do that. And so how can we make, excuse me, all these art things and whatever we do, doesn't matter what it is. How can we make every moment of it absolutely special? You know, where it's like we got another year older, but it's like what were we doing? Some people are like, Well, all she was doing was in her apartment, and she didn't go here and she didn't go there. Yeah, but in my imagination. I had so many moments so many moments in that magical that room was magical it had everything too much stuff but I went there and I lived in it and I enjoyed it and it was a private experience even though you were there watching it it was a private experience and and even though we have too many people in our face and too many people in our house you can have private moments with yourself. You can have it. I don't know if you want to describe that as Zen or whatever it is, but you can have it. And even if you have people like my dad, that as soon as he feels my energy calming down, and he, 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 he can feel me focusing because he's sensitive, and as soon as he notices I do that, he wants to turn everything up. You know, there's people that are just like that. And you've just got to just be able to be like, oh, you can't can't break my stride. You can't break my stride because I'm loving this. So anyway, that's Kyla Powers' radio for tonight. And maybe I'll I'll say that little thing that I wanted to say again about artistry and, and what we're doing by cheapening art He knows I'm taping my radio show, so he turns his television all the way up because that's to show me that he he just doesn't value it, he's not cognizant, and he doesn't care. And if I have a choice, I'm not going to choose to be around people like this, but I'm enjoying this experience of, of dealing with him. I don't know what that's about. When he comes in in the morning, he's sitting there, and he wants me to know that he's there. So maybe I'm supposed to be engaging. So there's a balance between being on our own and being with other people. But I was just going to add very quickly because I don't think I want to do another segment tonight. I hope you can hear me. You don't hear too many voices behind me. I'm using my headset. It should isolate. It should be pretty dynamic. Um, What I was saying about uh, these two photographers who were listening on YouTube, they were saying that someone used their image And uh, some people have this attitude of, well, you put it out, you gotta put it out there, or it's exposure, or everyone's gonna have this and everyone's gonna have that, and blah, blah, blah. And what I'm saying to people who care about art and artistry in the future is that that attitude can't go forward because the context in which art is offered is very relevant and is very important. Number one, in developing artists, they need to have that isolation so that they can see their own vision. Like, this is why people go to a certain place and they're secluded and all they do is paint for I don't know how long and they're in their space, like me in my apartment that I did, my little lab, like GQ in his basement or whatever. Um, That's, your, your art it's going to have so much specificity it's going to have your fla- it's going to be seeping in your flavor when you do that. Um, and what's happening now is something is stolen, immediately taken, and then everyone's doing it, and then it's cheap after that, and it's so trended that they move on to the next trend. so what happens is that artist, the context of whatever that artist wanted to say is completely diluted and we're not seeing in its context that we were supposed to see it in because they're, just, they're cheapening art because they're on to the next, but they didn't really learn anything from it. It's just a fad. And then, then the standard becomes spectacle and that is not lasting beyond the relevance of the, the current moment. And all like, again, I was saying, you don't know how long it takes a photographer to think about the absolutely perfect composition of how these vegetables are, are set when he takes that picture, you know, or how a painter, a still life painter does that. You don't know how long it takes anybody to do anything and then to just, you're cheapening it. You're cheapening it. That's all that I would say. Um, and I used the Andy Warhol uh, example that if he was living in this time and he did those, uh, that work where it was like a lot of contrast and uh, cartoon images of Marilyn and all that kind of stuff, people would have copied it the next day and people might not have looked at it again. Uh, to be quite honest, they might not have looked at it again and we would have missed something because it was cheapened. But because what he did was rendered the way that it was done in the context that it was done, we can go back and look. And that whole era, we have information that is beyond just written in a book or just retold in a story. We can get that from that artwork. But we're not going to be doing that if people are just copying stuff. And they do not respect the artist and they don't feel that the artist is being paid. Why should somebody keep working for free? If they can't even make a living, it's not right. And if you value art, we can't be doing it. I guess that's how people feel about bootleg movies and bootleg videos. And when I direct, I don't want people doing that to my stuff. But, you know... There were times when they overcharged for the movies. There were times when they overcharged for the music. So people were like, we're not paying those prices anymore. And you're not giving us the same quality, so we're going to do this. So there's always balance. But if we all do what we should do, and it's balanced, if the movies are a fair price, if we can get them in our homes as well as in the theater house, you know, pay a bit more for sitting in the theater, or vice versa, because you got twenty people in your house or whatever, um, it'll work itself out. But it's it's in ourselves, of what we think is the right thing to do. And right now we're just it's just anything goes or whatever I don't know. So, but uh, if you're into protecting art, um, I wouldn't advocate that that you do it, that you respect. Respect creators, respect your own creations, and respect other people's creations. That's what we got to do. Anyway, hope everybody's doing good. I'm here. I'm trying to make this spaghetti agamarané or whatever. Um, Kyla Power, radio. Oh, no, no. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.